Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hey there, and welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox titled How to Feel Stable While Dating, or Can You Feel Stable While Dating? So we are going to change up our format a little bit, but I am positive you will love it. And before we get started, I'd like to talk about some upcoming dates that I'm super, super excited about. July 19th, mark your calendars, please just mark your calendars. I will be releasing my book titled How to Center Yourself While Dating a Man. It'll be on Amazon and my website, charliestoolbox.com for $20. I'm telling you guys, I've read and reread this book and I am so impressed with the material. Like, I know I'm I'm a good, I'm great at explaining tools and the insight that I learned. But when I read this book, I'm like, damn, I really am good. And furthermore, I'm really, really excited about all the information you all will receive and how it's going to shift a lot of your frameworks and how you think about things so that you're unfazed by the shenanigans of men. You know, it'll happen. They behave or misbehave and you're going to be like, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to take myself out of the equation. Bye bye. I also have a Patreon, Charlie's Toolbox, and I just released an episode where I go into great depth about my worst heartbreak and what I did to overcome it. It's honest. It's raw. It's powerful. And I hope you all sign up to my Patreon to get a dose of my life. I'm really, I'm really focused on being a bit more intimate on Patreon because I have a lot of things that I want to share. And I just think this is a great platform for it. So, you know, for my week, my week has been, it's been an interesting, the past week has been very interesting. Um, it was a super tough week. I don't know what's going on in the planets, but they were working last week and there was nothing really wrong per se. Like my life is good. I just felt out of control and kind of out of my body and I would do my routine, but I just didn't feel good. You know, I had an attitude all week. I yelled at my neighbors cause they were too loud. I read into the text of my guy and it was just black. It was just a black week. And I think about around Thursday or Friday, I got back into my body and I really started to think. And while I was thinking, I had some really great ideas for content. And I think this podcast is going to be a really, really great and um, semi-dense episode, but dense in a good way. So I've been dating a long time. And I realized that all women, no matter how cool you are, and I, and I think I'm pretty cool, no matter how cool you are, you experience some sort of anxiety around dating. And it isn't that you lack self-esteem. It isn't that you need to love yourself or, you know, you need to pour more energy into your life. That's not it. You are nervous because men are erratic and they are erratic in the true definition of it. 
They can say they love you and completely change within a month. They can promise dedication and leave you while you have cancer. They can also cause your death. And I hate to sound so somber and I hate to sound so, you know, sad about this, but the anxiety we feel as people who date men is real. It's based on something. And while we have this anxiety about men, we have this other part, this societal training that trains us to love them despite all of these huge red flags we have. And we do. We have this conflicting emotion. We love them. We dream of them. We think about them. We think about how to get them. We think about having sex with them. We think about them being our lifetime partner. We think about them being a dad. We think and think and think and think. And we get anxious. We get tired and frustrated because deep down, despite all the things we tell ourselves and despite all of the huge red flags, we want them. We want love. We want that feeling. But we just aren't sure we will ever have it. And we aren't sure we will ever have it with someone with character. And so the anxiety around dating, it just looms. It looms over us. And in the past, I had offered you something like, you have to find more fulfillment in your life. And in a way, that was insensitive. In a way. Because you, there are a lot of women who don't, who are looking to be rescued and don't live their lives. They pause their lives, hoping that someone exciting will come and lift them out of their, you know, depression and bring them into this new fun world where they have all this, this happiness and this joy. But it, it never works like that. Now, for those women, yes, you do need to fulfill yourself and you do need to focus on your life. And that excitement that you're looking for, for a guy to help you with, you just need to bring that into your life. You do need to do that. But for the women who are, their code is to have a fulfilled life and they were taught by other people, you know, to find friends and to find hobbies and to go to school and to get a good job to figure out what the problem is inside and try your damnest to fix it with therapy and self-help books and exercise. You know, you have a full fulfilled life. You have a beautiful fulfilled life. But the sad little melancholy part in you is it's you know, it's feeling kind of depressed because you just don't have love. And though I do ask you to practice emotional self-sufficiency, I also say indulge that feeling, that feeling of loss and the feeling that you just kind of don't have love. Indulge those feelings. Indulge the yearning, the missing, the wanting rom romance. Indulge it, but do so with boundaries. And what I mean by that is the truth is when you fight against or ignore your emotions, they end, that action ends up making them stronger and louder. And it comes out whether or not you like it. And that looks like the following, a slight annoyance that quickly escalates to uncontrolled rage. It can look like lying to yourself about how much you want love and going on a date you don't really like or care about and falling in love with this person because they gave you a little bit of attention. 
when you break down and admit you're lonely, sad, and a little bit disappointed about your love life, you give space for grief. You allow your body and your mind and your spirit and your heart to unload. You allow yourself to, you know, indulge in that sadness and you give it space and you give it open air. It's like a wound. You got to give it some open air to allow it to heal or to even just feel slightly better. However, when you lie and you pretend and you act like an empowered woman, when you are an afraid girl hoping to be picked, we all see through the facade. We all see through it. Men and women see through the facade. And you remove your mask really quickly. You don't think that you are, but you remove it quickly. When someone flirts with you a while or call you for a couple of weeks, that mask is removed. You're, you are excited. You want more. And that's okay. When you tell the truth, you realize that it is all okay to want these things. A guy makes you laugh for the first time in a long time and you start getting excited about him. It's okay. When you tell the truth, you know that you've been single. You know you hadn't had this in a while. But you're going to still indulge this moment with laughter and flirting. And when you tell the truth, you acknowledge your singleness, how, how long you've been single. You know you've been disappointed a while. But ultimately, just because you're indulging your feelings about your singleness or indulging your feelings about flirting with him and being excited about this new prospect, ultimately, you know you will take your time because you are still going to be aware of your boundaries. You can feel as much as you want to feel, but that doesn't mean you have to act on them. You can enact boundaries to ensure that your actions aren't betraying your standards. Now, do you see how that works? In that moment where you met this new prospect and you're enjoying the flirting and you're starting to think about the future, you enjoyed that moment. And you thought about the future, but you know the reason why you're doing that is because you're sing you've been single for a while and you're you know, you miss that. You want that. You told the truth about yourself. That wasn't hard to do. That wasn't hard to do. And now that you know, you know how you feel and you know what's going on, okay, the boundary is this. I know I'm really excited. I know that I have a tendency to give more because of that. So I'm going to make sure that I am giving what's appropriate. And I'm going to move appropriately, but I'm still going to be excited, but I'm just going to be appropriate. What for, for the actions that he showed, then I will unlock another level of intimacy with myself for him. When you when you work in this framework, baby, the world opens up. You don't bring shame in onto these feelings. You don't shame yourself. You don't say, man, I can't believe I'm just being so desperate and I'm so anxious about this guy. I act like I ain't never been with a guy before, blah, blah, blah. That shame is unnecessary. You don't have to bring that to this experience. You can bring 
understanding and compassion and truth to this experience. And then you can give yourself a boundary behind that. Here's another example. You're going on a date with someone who is well established, far more established than you are. Before the date, you start to get anxious and you start tearing yourself apart. You don't know if you're good enough. Are you good enough for this type of guy? You know, what do you do in those experiences where you just you're feeling a little bit down? You know, your self-esteem has been impacted by a previous guy or your parents or something like that. And you are tearing yourself apart because you don't think you're good enough. In that moment, you take a breath and you be honest. And that looks like this. I know body, whenever you're anxious, your go to response is to tear yourself apart. You learn that in childhood, and I see you trying to do that now as I prepare for this date. It's okay. It's okay. I understand this is just a, this is just a response. I know this is a training response. However, I will say body, soul, spirit, mind, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. And I will also say that He is my equal. He is a person. He is a human being. We are two human beings meeting to have a good time. And if I don't have a good time, I can leave. If I do have a good time, I can go. I can have another good time with another date. Furthermore, why would he not want someone as special as me? My friends chose me. And that makes sense. I understand why they would want to be friends with me. It also makes sense why he'd want to go on a date with me. Because the same stuff that my friends see in me, I'm sure he sees as well. Plus, I'm me. You're being honest with yourself. You're talking to yourself. You're allowing the emotion to flow. You're allowing the, f- the feelings to flow out. And you still may feel uncomfortable, and that's okay. That is okay. Ask your body, is there something else it would like to say? Ask yourself, do you need to reschedule so that you can feel a bit better in your body? What do you need to do to accommodate you? The truth is, anxiety is natural. Anxiety about dating is natural. Everyone has it, but the difference between a person enjoying their date while being slightly anxious and the other who lets her anxiety ruin her dating experience is how they manage it. The girl who is anxious and still enjoying her date may use anxiety as an indication of excitement and possibility. The person who may use anxiety to ruin her dating experiences may use her anxiety as an indication that she is not good enough. They both have the same experience with anxiety. They are both feeling it. But the framework is different. How they're managing it is different. So how can you manage your anxiety? How, what do you need to say to yourself to make this dating experience feel lighter? The best way to manage your anxiety is to honor yourself. Respect your wishes. If you feel tired, respect your wishes. If you feel real anxious, talk to yourself. Ask yourself, what's going on? Respect your wishes. If you get 
overexcited by a date, that's okay. You're excited by the possibility of love. Respect your wishes. Be excited about that. But boundary it. Be truthful. You know what that excitement is coming from. You haven't been dating in a while. You're okay with that. That's okay. You're aware of that. So when you go on date, you can, you can, you, you're aware and you have all this knowledge that you're bringing with the date. So you, you be okay with the twist and turns of dating. You will be okay. The rule for managing your anxiety around dating is just to be okay with your emotions. Be okay with your emotions. Feel however you want to feel and create a boundary so that you are progressing appropriately in a relationship so that you can build a firm foundation and you can actually enjoy the relationship instead of fighting and arguing all the time and hoping that one day you guys will understand each other. So on that note, allow it, allow yourself boundary it up and be appropriate. That's it. So take care. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.